0: Welcome to the Beyond Strength Climbing Podcast, where we cover training, education, athletic longevity, and the human side of climbing with your hosts, Mercedes Pallmeier and Katya Dove.
1: Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Modus Cafe to another episode. Um, Mercedes and I are sitting here, what feels like the middle of the night. It's 8.30 p.m. where I'm at. I'm normally in bed already, and I am not kidding. I go to bed at 7.30 most nights, and I love it. And yeah, but we just had a group coaching call for what we call stealth nutrition. Most of you probably don't know about this because it's stealth. That's why we call it stealth nutrition. It's a nutrition course that we run um, without really talking about it on Instagram. We don't love talking about food on Instagram or um, nutrition, but we do love talking about it to our athletes. And it was a really fun call. And because we both were so energized from this call, we were like, okay, let's sit down and record this podcast episode tonight before mercedes heads out to germany again tomorrow so exciting i'm very excited for you to go we both love germany yeah so today's topic is funny we talk about this at night i guess some people go train at night but today's topic is all about warming up now warming up sounds really simple and it should be really simple but there's definitely there's nuance to Um, how we can warm up best. So today Mercedes is going to share all of her wisdom. I mean I'm truthfully very excited to sit on the side and be asking her questions. I will give my two cents too. We just talked about it but Mercedes will share a lot of her um, knowledge really that she's gained over I don't know 20 plus years of exercising. So first she's going to talk about the benefits of warming up. In case we need to convince you, you might know the benefits. You might know some of them already, but I'm sure Mercedes has some extra benefits to share. Um, We're going to talk about some examples of warming up and also how those examples might differ depending on what you're warming up for. We'll talk about how much to warm up, what is too much, what is too little. And we'll talk about what not to do during a warm-up. And I'd also love to share some of my thoughts on... How I have changed my warm-up over the years and how I still continue to change it. But what are the things that I just don't fudge, you know? So those are some of the nuggets that we want to talk about today. And with that, I'm going to let Mercedes have a sip of water. Today, my drink that is supporting this show is another Spindrift. It's my favorite, which is grapefruit. We are not sponsored by Spindrift, but we should be sponsored by Spindrift.
0: Absolutely. I think my whole fridge is just Spindrift. Yeah. As a nutrition coach, I just my drink <laughs> It's horrible. They diet all
1: the way. Yeah. Also, don't make me laugh. Remember how I told you my head right. earbuds? My earbuds fall out when I laugh. So yeah, that's right. No laughing for me. Mercedes always makes me laugh and then they fall out. Uh, okay. Fine, cool. Mercedes. I'm glad we're having fun at night. Yeah. So we're not falling asleep.
0: I definitely feel different. Mm -hmm. right now than than our normal podcasting time um so you know if this sounds a little different it's because it is um so (laughs) yeah it might be really great you never know it might be great great. I
1: always encourage people to try out different and see how that feels so let's try on different today
0: totally okay okay so we're talking about warming up um and yeah I I can only assume that people do understand that it is important, but maybe, maybe not for the reasons that you think it's important. Um, Like there are the basics of like, oh, you got to warm up your muscles. That's the whole reason why it's called warming up. Um, But there is one point that I think maybe some people don't think about is this is the best time to check in with yourself it's the transition from the life that you were having earlier and now you're transitioning into climbing or exercise and so the warm-up I think is the best time to to start changing the state of how you feel um and a lot of that time is it's it's spent trying to like mentally readjust to what you have to do next, and some people feel really tired. And I, I find that people who might feel really tired and are feeling like they don't want to do their workout, that if they just start their warm up and start that transition, they feel so much better after ten minutes of moving, and then they have that energy to do uh, their workout. So I I think like maybe just that in and of itself is the one of the most important reasons to warm up is to treat that transition seriously and to check in with your body. Um, and sometimes, you know, depending on how much you're training or maybe you didn't get enough sleep, maybe you didn't eat enough, the warm up can tell you a lot about what's, what's about to happen in your body. Or maybe I could give you some indications on like, oh, maybe I'm about to get sick or... Uh, you know, if you are hungry, maybe in your warm up, part of it is that you're eating a snack. Patrick, you could talk about that, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah,
1: of course. <laughs> um, no, really, I mean, really what you're saying is, you know, the warmup is not just warming up your body, but it's also using it. It's using it as a transition tool, essentially, and also as a check-in tool to see how you're feeling, what you're able to do. And it's a really good reminder, too. And one of the things I like to tell my athletes is that especially when people feel stressed and perhaps that's why they feel tired or that's why they don't feel like they want to work out, is that actually moving our bodies and exercise are so good for dealing with stress. And so sometimes that's why we always suggest to our athletes at least get started with a warm up to just get started with your body, see how your body really feels. And maybe your body's going to start feeling better once you start moving around. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And like with that transition, especially like that mental component, and with most of our modern lives being very stressful, you can actually use part of the warm up to check, uh, I guess, create a, a stronger connection with your body. And and Stronger Together uh, and a lot of our one-on-one clients, their programs in there, a lot of them start with a breathing exercise that it could be considered a meditation. Um, but a lot of the time we either have our clients start in like child's pose or on your back, whatever feels nice uh, that day. And you You set a timer for two minutes and all you're doing is breathing. Uh, And so this is actually the start of a lot of our clients' warm-ups. And uh, this also gives you an opportunity to start your recovery as well. You know, like you're tapping into your parasympathetic nervous system, which is uh, your rest and digest system. Um, Because a lot of the time, again, we're transitioning maybe from a horrible commute to the gym, um, or a stressful day. Uh, so this is a great time to kind of bring your your body back online and tell it, you know what, you don't need to stress out anymore. We're gonna have some fun, um, and yeah, you can start that recovery process. A lot of the time, exercise is stressful, and so if you can work on decreasing the level of stress in your body in the warm up, uh, you're gonna have a much better. Uh, session and recover faster as well um so yeah that's like kind of the first main point that I want to wanted to hit first before we went into like the very practical parts of warming up
1: um do you mind if you say something that's something that is occurring to me as you're talking because one of the things that I love doing when I get to the gym is I just love walking on the treadmill and my walking it's you know it's decently fast but I'm not like super sweating and I know, I knew this. So even before you said this, I knew I mostly walked for the transition. When I walk on the treadmill, it allows me time to arrive at the gym. And I use that time sometimes to just check a catch up on some things on my phone that I didn't have time to do. That makes me feel better that I've answered those those messages. But, or I just listen to music. I just want to unplug. That's how I feel. I walk on the treadmill just to unplug before I get started. So it's really interesting to have you talk about it that way and be like yeah that's why i love walking on the treadmill because it doesn't feel like exercise yet it's just walking and to me that's very relaxing but it's also getting my heart rate up because it's not super slow so that was pretty awesome to hear
0: yeah yeah and i do wonder if like some people have some of these naturally ingrained uh as part of their warm-up um you know if you do have any like interesting things that you do at the gym as a transition, like you should definitely share it in the comments. We'd love to hear about some of your strategies uh, that help you connect with your body um, before you get started with your session. Um, Okay, so now to the more practical stuff, like the goal of really like the warming up part is to, we know, like it improves overall performance. Um, When you warm up, properly um, it can actually increase the amount of force and power that your muscles do so you know like there's so much more potential for your body uh when it's properly warmed up um it increases blood flow so what that means is that you're going to be able to use the carbohydrates uh, glycogen in your muscles more efficiently when you are when you have more blood flow in your warm-up um more mechanical efficiency really. It just means you're moving better. Um and this is definitely for people, like depending on the session, we'll go into that. Like some sessions might require a longer warm up and some might require a very, very short warm-up. Um, but with let's say your limit sessions, you need to be able to be be able to perform at your highest level. And so when you warm up appropriately, it's going to um recruit your muscle fibers more so when you are trying to do a really hard move what what we mean is that you're going to recruit more muscle when you do that move if you warm up appropriately
1: um with that yeah yeah. sorry i'm just Mm -hmm. i just had a thought with that you didn't mention so i'm actually really Mm -hmm. curious um does this also help with reducing the risk
0: of injury yeah, that was okay. literally the next oh, no. thing I was about to say. <laughs> yes. I was like
1: for a minute, I was like, well, she didn't say that as yeah, yeah. her first benefit. And I was like curious yeah. because I think sometimes I have to admit, I think I made that assumption. So I was really hmm. curious what you had to say, if there's actually any evidence for it. I mean, that's like the, you know, yeah, you know, gut assumption that I made, at least in my yeah. experience. When yeah, I've gotten totally. injured is when I did not warm up, like being really cold outside. Anyway, yes. side note. Yeah. So
0: yeah, it it does. It reduces risk of injury for all of the reasons we just, uh, mentioned, um, you know, and I, I there's definitely scientific evidence to show that it reduces the risk, whether it completely eliminates it, that's different. So that's not what we're talking about, but it does reduce the risk of injury. Um, there is also some science that shows that it can reduce, um, uh, your muscle soreness. So if you are going into kind of a heavier session and you tend to get sore, if you warm up well enough, you'll, uh, you won't you will be as sore the next couple of days. Hopefully you're not getting sore though. Very often, if you are getting sore frequently, there's something wrong with your training program and you might need to dial it back.
1: You know what? It's funny you say this. Oh, side note. So many things to talk about. We should have a podcast episode about this because yeah. I
0: was asked by...
1: Um, someone recently about getting sore and I had this moment where it's like you get sore I had totally forgotten that people get sore because I, yeah. I only get sore when I start new exercises or I haven't climbed in a while and I think I, I took it for granted I was like yeah of course some people get sore and maybe it's something we should talk about because because I think a lot of people assume they should get sore
0: mm-hmm.
1: when they train and one of our next podcast episodes will also be talking about recovery principles so stay tuned for that but that's for another episode so continue on yeah on yeah, to yeah, the yeah. warm-up journey
0: that's really good yeah um okay two more things one we actually already talked about but if you're a sport climber um this is going to be really important for you if you warm up appropriately uh you decrease the chance of getting kind of like that flash pump on a route um or even Uh, If you warm up really well, if you really get your warm up dialed, you might not actually get to full pump, you know, like it it requires experience, but you're, you're going to be able to push out that moment when you're getting super, super pumped that you, you, you then fail. Um, So you you can start to increase that time that it takes to get fully pumped. All right. And then the last one. Uh, it's going to warm up your mental state. So as you're warming up, you're like, okay, I'm getting ready for this limit session. Um, You know, I really have to bring 100% to the session. And you start talking to yourself about, okay, like, what do I need to do uh, and say to myself to get ready for the session?
1: Or the opposite, right? As we talked about at the beginning, especially yeah. if we'll probably talk about this. But if you do the same warm up or a similar warm up every time, and all of a sudden you're noticing, wow, you know, you're really not, you know, your body's really not wanting to do it today. Yeah. Um, That could be a mental check-in. That's actually something that occurred to me earlier when we talked about injury injury prevention, or we talked about injury reduction. Um, that's actually been the biggest thing for me is that I use my warm up as a check-in and I've really learned to listen to my body. So when I can do X, Y, and Z in my warm up, I don't even start pushing my body mm-hmm. and whether or not I'm getting sick or not, I just know it's like auto-regulation. I just know today, you know, my body doesn't want to do these things. So I'm not even going to try that hard. And then I adjust my training plan accordingly. So yeah, that's another way of reducing, at least for me, that's helped me reduce my mm-hmm. injuries yeah to know to know which days I push it and which days I don't push it anymore,
0: totally and actually, auto regulation, I think that is a really fascinating topic and something we really should talk a lot more about taking, taking notes, yeah, yeah that's <laughs> definitely should be a podcast episode <laughs> um, okay, so we'll just like uh so I have a two hour. Presentation on how to warm up. Okay, so I'm actually (laughs) pulling these notes from this two-hour presentation. But uh, this this podcast, the uh, this presentation is actually available inside of the Stronger Together membership. Um, A lot of my bigger presentations are shared inside of the membership. So, if anyone wants further education on this, you're welcome to join, and you can see all of my presentations that I've done um, over the past couple of years. All right, so. There is kind of like a standard method, no matter what kind of session you're warming up for, there is this basic method that we're trying to go for. And in uh, this is actually great because they use this in research and it's called the RAMP method, R-A-M-P, all right? And what it stands for, R is raising your body temperature, A is activating or activation, M is mobilizing and P is potentiation. Okay. So you're really trying to, that's more of a scientific word, Um, but really you're trying to act like it's, it's part of activation, but you're trying to really connect with that muscle. All right. So it's uh, connecting with the quality of movement that you're trying to go for. So ramp, that's that's the basic outline for any of these sessions. Um, so we'll start with like, really like keep it as simple as possible. So as you're setting up your warmup, you wanna make it as simple as you can and make it in a way that you can move from one thing to the next, because the last thing you wanna do is spend an hour warming up um, because you're walking across the gym or you don't have the right equipment or you don't really know what you're doing um because there is such a thing as warming up for too long now a lot of the time uh i think a sweet spot is about 20 to 30 minutes uh this would be on and off the wall okay but everyone's going to be a little different um you know and, and make sure that you do approach this individually um and depending on how much sleep you get, if you've had a bad night of sleep, you may need a longer and slower warm up, rather than like tr- rushing through it. Um, other times, where I I've noticed this for myself, where if I have back to back climbing sessions, my warm up on the second day can actually be shorter because somehow like my body is still maybe in tune with what I did the day before. And I actually feel a little looser faster. So I'm actually able to get through my warm up a little quicker. um and my body knows like exactly what it's going to do in that session. So my you know, I don't know if anyone else has like experienced this. Um, I'd love to hear it. But if you have back to- back sessions of the same activity, like climbing, you probably don't need to warm up as much. You might feel that. Okay. Uh, so general principles for how to set it up. We already mentioned this. you want to start slow? And then you can go faster through the warm up, but start slow. Again, it's like your check in, uh, like arm circles, things like that. You can go really slow and then get a little bit faster. Uh, you also want to go from simple movements to more complex movements. Okay. Um, and the last one, there's there's a list here that I'm looking at, but the last one I'm going to say is like you want to go from kind of like a lower force so kind of like an easier movement to a higher force movement or something that's a little heavier so you could start with like a body weight movements and then end with some things that you're actually maybe lifting a little bit of weight or using resistance bands or something like that
1: okay are you going to um give us an example warm up too
0: yeah we can do that okay. so actually what could be good so i have some examples of sessions in here um where i can give you some some things to focus on um
1: yeah it might be look. it might be nice mm-hmm. to see similarities and difference for the, the difference yeah. for each session and also how the warm-up built built you know over yeah. time over the course of the warm-up itself
0: yeah um Okay, so for endurance sessions, I'm going to start with this one because it's the simplest. Um, And I I say it's the simplest because endurance, when you're truly working endurance, it's at a very low level of intensity. So when we're thinking of the ramp method and we're looking at the A, the activation, and the P, the potentiation, you don't need to get your body ready for limit because you're not going to be doing that. Okay. Uh, So endurance is relatively lower intensity. And so your warmups will be much shorter. Um, And in fact, like your warmup would maybe seamlessly just go into the endurance session. There might not actually be too much of a transition. Um, It might just flow right into uh, the endurance session. So some off the wall warmups that I like, um, that I do all the time Kind of like what Katu was talking about, the a little bit of cardio where maybe you're walking, you could do a little bit of like a, a ski erg or the assault bike, something that's going to slowly ramp up your heart rate. Um, you don't have to do it on a machine. You could also just do some arm swings and leg swings. That also increases your heart rate gradually. All right. So think of like a gradual increase in heart rate. Um This is a great time to do any kind of rehab exercise uh, because a lot of the time, those are very, very low intensity. Uh, Sometimes um, they're very like too low intensity, which is why they're not really strength exercises. but they are fabulous for for rehab and re-educating the joint for movement. So put your rehab exercises in here. Uh, It doesn't have to be your whole rehab protocol, but maybe just choose one or two, especially if you have a shoulder like a. a joint that is gonna be used heavily in the session that you're doing. For example, fingers, wrists, elbows, shoulders, okay? Uh, So we talked about the cardio, uh, doing some rehab if you need it. Um, Then I like to open up some ranges. So this is the mobilizing. Um, So you could do things that maybe you need more range of motion for. So, let's say if you struggle with heel hooks, uh, m- some of my favorite stretches are uh, pigeon pose or uh, frog position. And there is an argument um a lot, and it's still kind of going around that you shouldn't do static stretching in your warmup. Um, there might be some merit to that if you're doing a stretch for longer than 30 seconds and then immediately go to a high uh, force movement. That would be the only time you wouldn't do a static stretch is immediately before a high force movement. Okay. But otherwise, for a lot of our clients that I program flexibility for in their warm up, they need to open up that range because they don't have access to it yet and they need to work on it. So this is a good time to Put in a stretch or two, maybe stretch for about 60 seconds. You can make it dynamic if you want. You don't have to do it static, it's really up to you. Um, and then start targeting the wrists and fingers. So I have a wrist warm up uh, that I love, and like all of our clients do it. Um, and then you can do some finger warm up. Uh, the No Hangs Protocol is a good thing to do uh, for your fingers before you get on the wall. So, you know, you've done some cardio, you've opened up your joints, you've mobilized the things that you need to, and you've targeted some of the very uh, more vulnerable parts of your body for climbing, which is the the hands, the fingers and the wrists. Um, so this would be across all sessions. And then now you can get more specific. So in the endurance session, um, what you can do for now we go onto the wall uh, for straight uh, from this like general warm-up uh, and start at a very low level and start to work some technique. I love choosing one technique and just focusing on that, putting some intention into my movement. Uh, and you, you do that at a very low level. And then at that point you can take, at this point, it's very individual. It depends on the level you're climbing at, how, uh, how long you've been climbing. Um, but a good rule of thumb is maybe five to 10 easy to moderate climbs at that point and then you should be completely warmed up for endurance all right um so that i would say like the warm-up for an endurance would be maybe more like 10 to 15 minutes
1: okay awesome. that. and mm-hmm. so how would it change if you warmed up let's say for a limit session or heart bouldering
0: yeah um so for heart bouldering uh You could change a little bit of the off the wall where maybe you use some resistance bands, maybe uh, you use a little bit of weight to do some movement. Um, One, this isn't using weight, but it is using your body weight. So that would be doing some push ups, doing Spider Man presses, um, maybe doing a couple pull ups or isometric holds at 90 degrees. Um, You know, you could start to add in a little bit of that because. You're going to your body is really going to put uh, the session is going to demand a lot from your body. You have to activate a lot of your muscle. So if you can add a little bit more of that almost strength training, but low key strength training in your warm up, you're going to feel really, really good for that session. Um, so don't again, don't overdo it. This is just like maybe five to ten pushups. Maybe you do two to three pull-ups, depend, again, depending on your uh, level of experience. Um, yeah. And then maybe even like depending on how your fingers feel, if you have like tweak your fingers, you might want to spend a little bit more time on the hang board, just getting your fingers warmed up. And it doesn't have to be full body weight. Uh, a lot of the no hang protocols are half body weight or 30% body weight. And it's just getting your fingers primed for the positions they're about to do. Um, yeah. And, I think
1: that probably mm-hmm. also depends on the experience of the athlete yeah. and, you know, the training age. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think for beginner trainees, bar hangs are excellent.
1: Oh, my gosh. I was going to ask you about this, Mercedes, because we didn't yeah. even talk about this. I started yeah. doing bar hangs for my warm-up. Yeah. Um from our um, hanging tough protocol. Yeah. I've been um also programming them for athletes actually. Yeah. And I've yeah. been doing them and they just feel so good. Yeah. It's like such a wonderful way for me to warm up because they're like still so easy to do and they just feel like they really get my shoulders it's it feels like flossing for my shoulders somehow. Yeah. You know? Totally. Yep. And they've been feeling really good and, you know, they're really easy to do. So I've been doing yeah. that before I even do any fancy warm-up. It's actually part of my regular warm-up now. And when I miss doing them, when I just forget, I feel just a little bit stiff, you know? So I know I forgot yeah. to do my hangs. So yeah, yeah funny. I was going to actually ask you about this because <laughs> I was like, well, what do you think about doing hangs, just hanging off yeah. a bar? And yeah. it's really good for me because I'm one of these people I can hang really well on the hangboard. Mm-hmm. I can hang really well on the hangboard, but once I have to hang on the bar, mm-hmm. you will laugh at me, <laughs> which is hilarious because people think bars are easier than the hangboard because I can crimp on very yeah. small things. But so it just tells me that there's work for me to be done because it yeah. feels
0: hard for me.
1: Yeah. Well, it doesn't feel like hard, like exercise hard, but it's not super comfortable. Yeah. So. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, bar I think bar hangs are fantastic for everybody, not like every everybody, you know. Yeah. <laughs> like um, not say. just climbers, yeah. yeah. Um yeah, and definitely like it, really what I want everyone to take away is that you the warm up again is is for you, and it might take some time to understand what it is that you need. And the more exercises that you try, um and get some data on like, oh, this made me feel really good. Oh, I didn't really notice this do anything. And question, like, is this exercise doing anything for me? You know, and if it's not, you can eliminate it and make your, you know, either replace it or just make your warm up a little bit shorter off the wall. And that's actually okay, you know?
1: Yeah. Yeah. And so the reason Mercedes is not, you know, just giving you a protocol for warm up. That's like giving someone, you know, a menu to eat when if yeah. this was a nutrition podcast, you know. Yeah. We can't just tell people what to eat. So we can't say specifically do this or that. We can make yeah. suggestions. But I think one thing to think about is to develop your own protocol. you know know why you're doing which exercise don't overdo the exercises and do them specifically and gradually change these exercises as you're warming up and i think what's really important is for everybody to kind of develop their own protocol and have those warm-ups be somewhat similar to then you can use them as a check-in every time to see how you feel obviously you want to change them slightly depending on what session you're going in but um yeah i would encourage everybody to develop their own protocol and see what works for them and i'll share a few of my tips at the end as well. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um I just got a couple more things to add for the strength, like a like a limit session. Um so we just talked about adding a little bit of weight, a little bit more intensity to your warm-up for a limit session. Um I would also add some power exercises to your warm-up. Uh, our, some of our favorites are some ball slams, um, maybe ball throws from the ground where you're, uh, you're trying to promote like an explosive nature to a pushing, like a pressing motion. Um, even just uh, elevated explosive pull-ups where you're on a bench and you're trying to like almost do a clapping push-up, uh, but from an elevated position. Remember when we're doing how are the exercises need to feel very easy?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: um and another one that I really like uh is um bar catches with your elbows at ninety degrees, so your box there would be a box underneath a pull up bar, and you'd be easily be able to like grab the bar at ninety with your elbows at ninety degrees. and what you would do is just do a little hop and grab the bar quickly and then let go again um so this really promotes that explosive power or explosiveness in your body before you go for a limit session because as we know like limit you need you oftentimes Mm -hmm. need to think explosively especially on like overhanging terrain
1: so this is almost just like you know like turning the engine on for your neurons for the nerves so you can fire them So that's why it's also supposed to be just really easy and light. It's just being like, hey, you know, good morning, wake up. We're going to need you in a second to fire this
0: body really hard. So that's right. Yeah. And and so that the the power aspect would actually be the potentiation. So when we're looking Mm, at the ramp method, that P Mm -hmm. is this like power or explosiveness that we're we're trying to. Wake up mm-hmm. exactly, yeah, yeah, and some of these exercises
1: are actually really funny because when you watch someone do them, especially someone strong, they look ridiculous in that they look so easy, yeah, like the bar catches that Mercedes just described. You're literally standing in front of a bar with your elbows already bent and you're just like jumping and catching the bar. It's it looks ridiculously easy, but it does get um your nerve cells firing, so that's yeah. amazing, yeah, awesome.
0: Um, so that would be off the wall, on the wall. Uh, not much to add from the endurance except that now you're going to slowly ramp up the intensity over maybe 10 climbs where you go from easy, moderate, and then you're slowly getting into your limit level. Uh, some people need 15 climbs to get up to that. Uh, younger, more resilient climbers might need only like six to eight climbs. So, okay, r- again, it really depends on you. And really make sure that because the limit sessions are when we're placing the most demand on our bodies and our fingers specifically, make sure to check in at, at the end of every warm up climb. How how's your body feeling? How's your body feeling? Um, so that you can make adjustments on on the way. Okay. Um, and the last session I'll talk about is a projecting session. I wouldn't change much in a warm up. Uh, that we just talked about. Unless it's outdoor, I'm not really going to go over an outdoor warm up. Like uh, I think a lot of people could benefit from really dialing in their outdoor warm up. But it also depends on what your project is. Uh, so that warm up will will change can change dramatically based on your project outside. Um, but for indoors, if you're really projecting hard and you have one thing, the only thing I would add. To maybe your off the wall warm up is uh, sorry, anything something that I would add to your on the wall warm up is what does that project need? Does it need a dyno? If it does, then you could practice some like moderate easy to moderate dynos where you're working on this coordination of your hands. Uh, does your project need really wide shouldery moves? If that's the case, then make sure that the warmups that you're choosing are starting to ramp you up for these specific specific positions. Um, So that's something you can change uh, like on the fly again based on your project. Um, And in the end, it's going to really serve you well um, because you're also learning the skill of these moves. You kind of get a two for one uh, when you're working some of these specific skills at a much lower level in your warmup. Oh, awesome, yeah. Mercedes. Yeah. I'm going to stop there because there's a, a lot more to yeah. say.
1: Um, yeah. But I
0: think that's enough. Um, yeah, I know you had some practical things.
1: I just wanted to say um, I love doing my wrist warm up. It's really changed my warm up. That's one of the things I love doing. And I also wanted to say that. I changed my warm-up with the seasons. It's okay to change your warm-up up, up, but it's also okay to keep it somewhat consistent over a period of time so you can have that check-in with yourself and with your body. Yeah. That's it. That was really, really awesome. Thank you so much for sharing all the nuggets, Mercedes. Yeah,
0: of course. Okay. Yeah. I'll hear you next week. Sounds great. Okay. Bye, everybody. Bye. Before you go, let me tell you about our webinar on February 12th, which is the ultimate guide to your first training program. Coach Kati and I are putting our best tips and strategies and sharing them in this 90-minute webinar. And we'll also be hosting a 30-minute group Q&A so that you can get your questions answered and help you design your own training program. You're going to get a template program with this, uh, and we're gonna help you on how to warm up, how to design uh, your week and your even your, your session. Um, we'll go over like how to do these drills and what exercises to do. Uh, we'll even help you with the critical first week of training. So if that sounds really good to you, especially if you're new to training or you feel lost with creating a plan, um, or maybe you have been training, but feel like maybe you've hit a plateau or don't really know if, you, if you're if you doing the right thing, um, you can totally join us. It's $19, you'll have the content forever. Just hit the link below in the description to sign up. And we're also very excited to be running MODIS Performance Training, which is our signature eight-week training course to help you launch your training and see the results in the coming season. So more details of that to come, but hopefully we'll see you in that webinar.